This is Feel Good Friday on Wove Inspiration. Let's go. This is Wove Inspiration's Feel Good Friday Music Edition. I am your host, Althea Richardson, and I am so excited to have this special guest, multi-talented, multi-winner of numerous gospel awards, powerful woman of God, anointed woman of God, and a recent PhD graduate, Dr. Latanya Earl. How you doing, Dr. Earl? I am blessed. I am blessed. I, uh, well, I almost said Dr. Richardson. Well, Ms. Uh, Richardson, I'm wonderfully blessed. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I'm a PK. I'm a, a preacher's kid, um, born and raised in church, of course. Um, I'm a mother of three. Um, my 28-year-old, 27-year-old, 17-year-old. Uh, and uh, let's see, I'm a, a new grandmother. He, my grandson is almost uh, two. Okay. My 17-year-old um, has autism, so he keeps the house pretty, um, pretty interesting. But um, I'm a musician, singer, gospel recording artist, a worship leader at my church, uh, the church at Bethel's Family here in Houston, Texas, mm -hmm. uh, Southwest Houston. I've been a musician uh, since about the age of four, wow. uh, the Holy Spirit taught me how to uh, play the piano, um, and I took some lessons after that. Um, come from a family of singers, so we've always sang. Um, and I was a young mother, uh, married and uh, mother at 19, okay. and so uh, college was kind of put off. I was actually in college um, when I realized I was pregnant and had to put it off. Um, <clears throat> went back the following year and realized I was pregnant with my uh, my second daughter. Okay. And so life kind of took a turn where I was uh, a stay-at-home mom and just trying to be a good mother, a good wife. And um, and then I, I was taking a couple of classes here and there because I still wanted to, um, to get a higher education because I was so smart mm -hmm. uh, and graduated, you know, really high in my class. And then along came my... Um, my 17 year old uh, with his disability and things just kind of slowed down some, but, um, I kept, you know, chipping at it and, and taking as much as I could, taking on as much as I could. And, uh, the Lord finally blessed me, uh, what is it? What? Two weekends ago two weekends to finally ago. March with, um, uh, my PhD. So I'm just thankful. Uh, I'm not done. I've fallen in love with learning and reading I'm going to go back for some applied behavior analysis classes and I'll be using my Christian counseling um, and uh, biblical counseling degrees in theology. Um, I'll be using all of that to um, help the, the people of God. Mm -hmm. I've always been, people have always been drawn to 
me. I thought maybe I had something written on my back that said, hey, come <laughs> tell me your problem. <laughs> but um, it's just uh, by design that people trusted me and would um, come and talk to me. And I would a lot of times just give them the, the same advice that I read in the Bible or that my my father or my mother had given to me. And it was good advice, um, obviously, because things worked out. So I'll be going through uh, some more classes on the psychology end and um, learning how to analyze behavior. And I'm just really fascinated with the brain, partially because, you know, my son, who um, has some difficulty uh, communicating with us because of the autism, but then I'm also um, uh, an aneurysm rupture, a brain aneurysm rupture survivor, and I've had three strokes. And wow. it's just amazing to me how the the brain um, functions and, um, you know, how your body really does what your brain tells it to do and mm-hmm. how crazy it feels when it doesn't. You know, when you're telling the left side of your body to move and, and it doesn't, it's, it's quite frightening. But um, how the, the brain is able to uh, compensate or in other areas uh, so that you can gain mobility again. It's just, it's amazing to see and to experience all in one. So um, just the, the the brain and how it functions and mm-hmm. thinking and behavior, all that is just very fascinating to me. Yeah, and, and um, I'm also a um, psychology uh, graduate from, and uh, my bachelor's was in, psychology and in my master's was done in um, human services. But um, when I first started taking psychology classes, I, w- I, I found myself analyzing everybody and, and, oh yeah, see, now I understand why so-and-so has uh, acts the way that she does. It was just, <laughs> it was really yeah, interesting. Um, uh, doing yeah. that, you just start analyzing everybody and everything, and then you start analyzing, you know, things in your own life as well. It's like, okay, now I understand why I reacted, you know, the way that I did. Right. Things. So it that it's it's well, pretty yeah. amazing. And so, with your um, Christian counseling, do are you going to be doing like your own private practice, or do you have your own private practice? Right. Well, that's what we're starting now. Um, okay. I'm, I'm actually a 501c3 okay. now, um, but I'm going to be um, with the special needs community uh, more so. Um, my my church has a very large counseling ministry, and so I'll be um, assisting in that area with uh, the special needs ministry because um, a lot of times the parents and the um the the individual with the 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 disability mm-hmm. they they need to talk too you know and I wanted to be able to use the Bible as my foundation but uh, a lot of times they don't have access to counselors or it's quite pricey yeah. um, so I'm gonna figure out a way to assist families um, even if we have to do it in group or, or however we work it out so that these families can, can get a chance to um, get like get informa- get information and resources, which we'll, we'll also have, but get an opportunity to, to kind of release yeah. and, um, you know, get a tag, get a handle on 
you know, what they're feeling and, and um, get some scriptures that they can lean on in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it's always good when you've got other people in the room that you can bounce your, your, um, your, your, your words off of and, and kind of realize that you're not the only one right. in, in that situation. And believe it or not, when uh, you find out that you have a child with a disability, you grieve. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a not just a one-time grieving like at a funeral or something like that. It's like you grieve the loss every time you see it. So it's, it's like whenever I see my 17 feet of distance mm-hmm. um, and whenever um, I have to introduce him to some, someone who doesn't quite understand his disability or who's never met him before, and I have to, to put a quick intro in the front so that, you know, they understand He's not going to respond like the typical 17-year-old. You know, you grieve. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime there's something that happens uh, out of the blue and the whole family has to shift um, and there's no time to explain what's going on and why we're off schedule, it, you just kind of just drag him along and talking to him and hoping that he can just get it together while you're moving like Hurricane Harvey and other things like that. You mm-hmm. know, you, you, there's a grieving uh, process where you you go through all of the steps literally you know denial anger you know mm-hmm. bargaining uh and depression and then acceptance and it's it's a constant grieving of the loss of a normal child mm-hmm. and i hope you know that they are children and we, when we say normal we mean you know a normal normal development you know cognitive and things like that right so our whole household has learned how to function around him. We know how to do it, you know, and we plan things so that he doesn't stick out like a sore thumb. And then we expose him to things for that um, will press will press him in certain areas to to you know be exposed to new things. Mm-hmm. But you know there are things that are part of his disability that we we don't we don't make him uh, we don't put him in those uncomfortable situations you know yeah. if they happen then we you know we we, we kind of crowd around them and try to support them as much as we can right but it's 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 pretty um it's a balancing act and and as he grows you know needs change and and understand the funny thing is my my grand my grandson when my granddaughter was uh when my when my daughter was pregnant i'm sorry mm-hmm. um my my son hasn't um he doesn't understand that part yet mm-hmm. And so, you know, watching cartoons, um, there's a there's a couple of cartoons, I guess, where there's a little puppy who kind of opens his mouth really big and swallows another person whole. And, you know, the person sitting in there with a flashlight all bent over, you know, looking mean or whatever. Right. And so we told we told my, my son, my, my son went to my uh, my daughter and he was like, well, why did you eat the baby? You know, and his understanding. <laughs> <laughs> he, and you know, and he was really, really concerned. And he was looking like he better not eat anybody else in here, you know. And so when when he went back to school, the, the cutest thing, um, every you know, his teacher was trying to uh, let him in, you know, on you know what babies come from and stuff. He wasn't trying to hear it. It was just it was too much again. And so after the baby was born, he he went to school and he told us, yeah, he he had escaped from um. My daughter, something, and so that was just the cutest thing. Um, and we still haven't had that talk yet because he's—it's just—it's way out there for him. Yeah. So literally, they are the funniest. They are the funniest uh, 
individuals because they you can't say stuff like it's raining cats and dogs right because he's he's going to be looking falling from the sky but it keeps us on our on our toes and and i'm fascinated with his brain and my brain so i'm yeah. kind of crossing yeah. between two to try to figure out you know how it works yeah exactly so with you involved in so much music i mean your your whole you're a worship director. I mean, you do a whole lot uh-huh. in, in the music. So does that kind of play in as far as um, helping your son? It does. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really does. You know, the music part, of course, he grew he grew up hearing it, well, in my stomach. And so when he came out, it was uh, more soothing. It was um, irritating. One of the things that children with autism have to deal with is magnified. You know, right, smell. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but because um because he was exposed to it in in the belly, I guess that you know kind of helped him to be prepared. And so he loved the music. I mean, perfect pitch. He he could remember songs as soon as the intro of the song would come on. He would say he would say you know um who is whatever, and we would tell him you know well that's Hezekiah Walker or that's whatever, and he'd say how do you spell it. And we would spell it for him, and he would spell it right after us. And and he knew every word to the song. He could hear stuff that I couldn't hear. But okay. it was also something a way that we taught him how his ABCs and his numbers and like that. Uh, through some, you know, um, sitting down and trying to just go picture and and saying it was was a bit difficult to keep his attention. But um, we found some DVDs at the library and some other things where we were able to uh, attach that learning to music and it worked, you know, so that, and then, and then of course, you know, he really fell in love with gospel music and um, he doesn't, really, he doesn't like, you know, music with cursing and, mm-hmm. you know, um, with mm-hmm. negative uh, messages and things like that. So I'm, I'm grateful that he pays attention to the lyrics and songs, but for the most part, it's just, it's therapy. You know, yeah. for both of us, you know, to uh, uh, the music, the music part of it. Okay, okay. So I'm gonna go back just a little bit because there's one um, one single that um, you sent me that I'll be playing at the end of this segment. It's called "That's When I Stop Playing with Jesus." How yeah. did that come? <laughs> how did that song come about? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I was. I was uh, in my walk with, um, I I was serious, you know, initially. And as I got out of my mom's house and, and my dad's house and got on my own, there were some things that, you know, I tried and, you know, um, things that I knew were wrong. Mm-hmm. And so as I exposed myself to all of this new stuff, the difference in how I felt, in church i noticed a difference in how i felt when it was time for me to play you know or sing in church mm-hmm. and so and i didn't like it i didn't like it and so i began to hear different messages about you know i knew all along about lifestyle and things like that and and it just dawned on me you know what am i doing you know this is not i'm i don't really enjoy um some of the stuff that i was trying Basically, it was just me having a, a, a teenage moment or something mm-hmm. or, or just trying to do something different 
trying to trying to see what is it that y'all like about this. I mean, it's, you say it's fun, but I don't see the fun in it, you know. And and it really was, you know, it was just something that I wanted to try. And so after I realized, you know, I'm gonna stop playing with with y'all can do what y'all want to do, but I don't want to lose the anointing on my life. I don't mm-hmm. want God to leave me, or I don't want, you know, I don't like this feeling of feeling like you know God's not listening anymore you know um I'm I'm gonna have to get back to where I was mm-hmm. you know where 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 when I knew stuff was going down that I didn't participate in from the moment I realized that they already knew I was going about face and be out of there and then eventually it went it went from about face and be out of there I'm just sitting amongst it till it, now I'm joining in you know so I started that same habit of Okay, I don't like this atmosphere. I'm out, you know. Yeah. Or I'm not, you know, whatever's going on. Y'all go ahead. I'm, I'm, y'all know. I'm, I'm not with that, you mm-hmm. know. So and and he, that song came from stop, you know, playing with. Basically, it's just it's playing with your, with your, with your relationship with Christ. Yeah. You know, you're running in the church when you need something, and then when you're not in church, you you you're doing all this other stuff that don't have nothing to do with with the Lord. But then when you need something, you're running back in there, you know. Right. It's, it's like, like I meant to double touch of, you know, one day I, I needed to be what God wanted me to to be. So I on my knees and I prayed and I asked the Lord, please show me the way. And and when I said I joined church, that was not for me. That mm-hmm. was for the person that's just coming in. And I planted my feet, lifted for his Calvary. That's when I stopped playing with Jesus, when I saw the light. You see the light of Jesus. It just illuminates all of the stuff that you already know is wrong. You know it's wrong. Right. You know, we know we learn right from wrong pretty early in life. Exactly. Um, and so I knew it was wrong, but just, just seeing me through God's eyes and reading the word, I really understood that this is not, this is not the direction I want to go. Mm-hmm. And I need to stop playing around. You know, this times where I could have, I narrowly missed uh, an accident or narrowly missed being involved in something, you know, that, that could have turned out really ugly. And, you know, it was like, whoa. Yeah. I need to, I need to stop getting myself together. So, yeah. yeah, stop playing with Jesus. I mean, you know, he's too big to play with. He is too big Amen. to play with. Yeah. And see, one of the yeah. things that people tend to, especially um, new believers or babes in Christ, what they tend to forget is that, you know, it like your lyrics said, my change did not happen overnight. It's not something Mm-mm. that be instantaneously. You didn't be, you didn't get all involved in, in being in sin overnight. So it's a process that you have to go yeah. through. And so um, it's so important that people understand that when you give your life to Christ, that's just the beginning yeah. of the process. You have to walk through the process of change and, and get rid of, and, and there's still people that will have, that have residue in their life where they're still working things out. And as long as we're on this earth, we're always going to be working, um, working our salvation out 
to the point where once we leave off this earth, then that's when we're done. We're, we're completed and we're standing before God and God is saying, well done, my faithful servant. That's when you know when you're done. <laughs> right, right. You know, so, um, and, I, and I saw the difference immediately and I was trying to see how many of my friends could, could go along with me and it was really difficult for them. But, you know, you gotta, you gotta change your desire. Yeah. Because it had gotten to the point where I would tell me stuff like, well, that church is not fun. I mean, what do you mean church is fun? That's boring, you know. Mm-hmm. Or they would have the desire to go and do whatever they would do, were doing. Um, and, and so eventually I said, it won't be so much of a tug of war if the desire wasn't so strong. So God helped me change my desire so that I don't want to go out and do this that I don't want to do this uh, um, because it's not fun. I know it's not going to lead me in the direction of you. And so as my desire changed, it wasn't difficult to let go of the things that I had picked up because I didn't want them anymore. Yeah. You know, as long as I knew, realized that my friends actually didn't want to let go. They didn't want to let go. And so that's why I was so hard. I can't do it. You know, that's, that's, it's too hard for me. No, it was just the desire was still there. Mm-hmm. So we, we have to ask God to help us, our desires to, to line up with his desires. And you won't, so nobody can test you with something you don't want. Yeah. You know, and so if you, if you lose the, the want for it or the, the need for it or the desire, for it and walking away from it is the easy part. Mm-hmm. It's losing the desire for it that was that was the most difficult. And some of my friends never never walked. They're still doing it. Yeah. They're still involved. They're still, you know, they're still snared by it because the desire is still there. And I'm no no uh, better than, than than them. I don't judge them because God allowed me the strength or the understanding and 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 I hadn't been been in it long enough to develop a, a deep addiction or habit or whatever you want want to uh, contribute to um, the things why people do what they do over and over again. Um, thank the Lord that I was in and I was out relatively quickly. Yeah. But I said all that to say this: the difficult part of it is the desire mm-hmm. for what whatever it is. That's the most difficult part. Exactly. Exactly. So what suggestion could you offer to someone who is, because you've been in the music industry for, for a while and in various um, forms and everything. What suggestion can you offer to someone who is trying to get themselves out into the, uh, the gospel, the gospel music industry? Well, um, personally, I would tell them don't chase record labels. Yeah. Um, that's the, everybody has this dream of being signed by a record label when really that is, that is a big responsibility and you're, Mm. you're, you're no longer able to decide what you want to do. When people invest their monies into you, um, they become basically your master and wherever they say, go, you Pretty much you, you're in their debt and you, you must go. And a lot of times they'll give sign-on bonuses and things like that that are, are um, pretty you know big. But that sign-on bonus is, is not going to last forever. And say, let's say, for instance, the sign-on bonus is 100000 
and the the actual contract is five hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Well, a hundred thousand dollars, okay, you know that's that's yours. You can do whatever you want to with it, but remember, you owe them five hundred thousand. Right. On top of you know whatever else goes on, um, whatever bills are made in the meantime, mm-hmm. um, and and all of that money has to be recouped. They have to get their money before you make another dime. So you make a hundred thousand and you stop making the money hand over fist until they've gotten all of their five hundred thousand. And that's why people you can um back to back and they living in a hotel or they're mm-hmm. bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Because the, the because the record labels are still getting their money out of, you know, the artists. And so, and a lot of people don't know that going into it, but I would say, first of all, don't chase those record labels, learn the industry first. Yes. This is a business. There's a business part of it that will swallow you whole. So get some time to learn the industry, protect your music. You know, a lot of people write songs and they're so happy to have someone. They'll go sing it in a live church service or, They'll go play it to somebody who has access to the studio. And if the uh, people in music know a hit when they hear it, yeah. and they'll still, oh, I've had that happen before. So you really need to copyright, not poor man's copyright, which, I mean, that's the best you can do for now. Uh, I would suggest let that be the first step before you get to the the actual library of Congress, and that's just making a, a copy, a CD copy of the lyrics in the, in the song and mailing it back to yourself and don't open it. You know, that yeah. may stand unless your money, unless their money is bigger than your money. And then, you know, you start dealing with a bunch of legal issues. Right, you really right. want to get your songs covered by the library of Congress before you sing it in the studio because some of them have access to be sitting right there talking to you and they have an account with the copyright um, us.gov and they'll record you sitting there singing your own song and, and send it through that same day as their song and you'll never know it. And it's whoever's co- whoever copyrights it first. Mm-hmm. And it's the, then you've got the challenge of, you know, proving that your song is your, your song. So besides chasing record labels and protecting your music, I would say, Invest in, in some knowledge in the industry. Know what's going on. You know, things change every two years in, in the music industry. Um, once upon a time, we used to have, what, eight tracks. Yeah. And then once upon a time, we used to have you know, cassettes. And then, you know, then, then the CDs start booming. And now we're digital, you know. So everything's kind of phasing out the next. So you don't see eight tracks anymore mm-hmm. you may see a cassette player every now and then and now they're making cars that don't even have a cd player in it yeah. you know so they're moving more towards digital so if you're going to make an investment in your music um ministry or your music career know where the industry is headed so that you won't put your money behind you know where it's, where it's leaving you want to be ahead of the game you yeah. know, you want to oh, get. You have to invest in your ministry. You you've got to um, you've got to get to platforms and and get people to hear you. 
that means paying sometimes to be on stage somewhere uh, in an independent artist show or, or at, a, at a program, at a musical, somewhere where people will hear you. Mm-hmm. Because once the music and gets in it, the, the shelf next to the internet, even if your music is better than theirs, if nobody's ever heard you before, you're an unknown. Your music is just gonna sit there. Right. So try to try to get your music out, you know, um, on the radio or out uh, live or whatever. You know, constantly figure out ways to get people to hear new people to hear um, your music, and then be ready. That that hurt me um, for a little while because doors would swing open and I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. They would ask, you know, what's your, do you have, is your music available? Um, uh, is, and can I go and download it? I wasn't ready. You know, the, uh, my CDs didn't have a label. I had, you know, years and years ago, I was writing on my CDs, you know, mm-hmm. and people are going to take you as serious as your product looks. There's some DJs that, you know, you hand them your CD, not in a in a jacket or nothing, you know. Yeah. That's going to cost, you know. So your music, your your branding, your packaging speaks for you when you're no longer around. So even if it's just a clear jacket with, with a, 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 a nice label, you know, have your contact information on it. Don't be doing songs that's 10 and 15 minutes long because radio stations are only going to be looking for a hot four minutes, four and a half at the most right? to play um, the music, you know. It's just so much that um, I learned. And being a musician and singer myself, of course, I could go in the studio and make all of my own music. But I didn't, I didn't like the way I played. I wanted to hear somebody else put my music together mm-hmm. and I ended up trusting trusting people with thousands of dollars and they ripped me off because I didn't understand when you go to the studio when you leave from there don't don't um, leave your tracks um, don't leave there with your tracks mixed right you don't want an mp3 file you want individual tracks so that if you want to change, let's say the cymbal on the drums is too loud or, or the alto on the back end is singing too loud, you have no way of separating the egg, you know, if somebody just gives you, and you're so excited, you know, you don't know. Right, you yeah. you see, and somebody with a really sharp ear listening is like, you know, if you give me a track so I can remix it for you, I'm like, remix, <laughs> you know, and, and you can't because you don't have the track separated and so that was one thing that I learned the hard way is always get your your session the session of the music everything separated so that each thing is on its own individual um, line so that you can make you can manipulate it right um say you need a a better piano you want to pull the whole piano out and let someone play the whole piano but you don't have to worry about none of the other stuff because all you have to do is just turn that piano part down mm-hmm. and put another one down over it, you know. And I wasted money, you know, doing favors, you know, for 
for people and they do a favor for me and then they're out of the country for three months and I'm I'm sitting on standby waiting for them to finish the second half of my music. It was really crazy. Yeah. The first part of when I got when I was ready to get the music out because I didn't know that I didn't know what to do. Yeah. I learned through trial and error. So yeah, and, and for some uh, some artists, it might be trial and error and everything because, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, would be willing to help, but they also yeah. willing to take all your money, too. So you got to, you know, yeah. play it, play it by by ear and and also use the discerning, <laughs> the discerning of the yeah. Holy Spirit when you're getting in contact yeah. with all these different people. So right, I suggest people to do to start off in what's called pre-production. Yeah. And pre-production is really like a little home studio. Somebody got you singing in the closet. Get your idea out at $35 an hour, $20 an hour. You don't want to go and practice in a $125, $175 hour studio. Mm -hmm. You want to go in somewhere in pre-production and, and get the sound out. If you don't have your song finished, be careful because, um, you know, a lot of these producers and stuff will help you finish your song. And then they'll want writer royalties on it, depending on how much they've added to it. You right. know, the, and don't let people change your music. I've had folks say, well, yeah, well, why don't we try this? Well, why don't we not? I want it like this, you know. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to stand and say, don't change my song. This is how I want it. You know, and, and, and so that your song ends up being what you want it to be. Right. And not their idea. You know, that song changed from its original you know, how, how you had it or wanted it because, you know, however God gave it to you, I'm sure you someone else will listen to it and hear it totally different. Right. You just want to keep it from the way you you wrote it. But, um, yeah, you don't want to practice in a multi-million dollar studio because that'll break you. Oh, you want to have that pre-production pre done. You want to have the, the idea is what I call it. The mm -hmm. idea, what's the music supposed to sound like? Well, this is what I think my background should sound like. This is where I want the um, the vamp to start. This is the solo that I want. This is what I want it to sound like. And once you have that done, the time in the in the $125, or $175 in our studio is, is not wasted. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So do you have any upcoming events or projects that you're working on right now? I do. I've, um, I'm actually, uh, now that I'm out of school, I'm planning, um, hopefully before the end of the year to do something um, really big with my with an EP uh, to release like four songs at one time. I don't have the date and everything, but um, I'll keep everybody posted on um, drlatanyaearl.com. We're updating the website at this time, so it's just dr. L A T O N Y A E A R L dot com. Okay. And um yeah, and we're getting the the music out. Um we're trying to finish that up this week to get the music out on iTunes and um C D baby and things like that. Um I just I needed to get school behind me so yeah. that I could, could really focus on a couple of things I've been writing in the meantime, but I'm all I'm always posting on my Facebook page. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start doing a Twitter uh, and, and also um, 
because I've got some things that are coming up uh, that I'll be participating in. I've actually got a workshop that I'll be doing um, in, let me get my, in October. Okay. At um, Living, let's see, I want to say Living Safe. September. My birthday is in September. Okay. September So I'll be at um Living at Living Faith Baptist Church. Um we'll be doing a choir workshop, male and female, for October the eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth. And we'll do a final uh concert on the fourteenth. Then I'll be um one of the featured guests at the Houston Gospel Millennial Celebration. Okay. Um, at the Power Center at 7 p.m. So uh, for the on the 15th of um, of October. So I've got some things that um that I'm really looking looking forward to. We have um for let's see for September that's that's coming up really soon. Okay. So I got some stuff. Every we uh, we've got a a competition. It's like the four, I believe. You did okay. like the, the this that's coming up, mm-hmm. and um, it's going to be at the Island of Hope Church, and that looks like that's going to be October the fifth. Okay. Yeah, and we'll have four competitors, and um, we'll be singing there and competing for five hundred dollars. So that's that's oh, going to cool. be fun. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so when you get um when you have those flyers and everything, make sure that you tag me because I will definitely um make sure that I share them and and spread the word because we got a lot of talent here in Houston, Texas, and um yeah. it's, it's necessary that um we just keep pushing all of our artists here in in Houston. So do you have any last words for our listening audience? I would. I would like to thank my, um, well, thank you for this awesome opportunity. And I didn't mention my husband. Uh, We are middle school sweethearts. Um, (laughs) Walter, Reverend Walter Earl, and he is, has, is one of my greatest supporters. So I just want to, want to thank him for, for always being there and, and understanding when I'm not home and I'm ripping and running and doing other stuff, but he's kind of holding down the household until I get back. But, I just wanna wanna say thank you to all the people who um take the time out to encourage me to who take the time out to to let me know, you know, that the music that, that God has me putting out there is effective, is helping, you know, it, it, it is encouraging uh the body of Christ, you know. And I'm thank God for my family, for my daughters, for um uh, for my son. But it's a blessing to have support. You know, yeah. because we don't always, when you hear your music, you know what it sounds like to you, mm-hmm. but you really want to know what it what it does for other people. Yeah. And so it, it it feels good to hear my my children and my um and people that I don't even know express, you know, how my music encourages or how it helps them. Um, or the anointing that they feel on it and things like that and pray for me. I've got a couple of things that, like I said, I've had three strokes and a brain bleed. And um, right now, if you see me, I walk with, um, with assistance only because of pain. And okay. so I'm, I'm in the pain clinic now. We're trying to get some things settled. So 
that I'm not hurting with movement and standing. But I, I just promised, Lord, I'm not going to quit, you know. Yeah. I'm not going to quit, you know, as long as I'm able to catch a flight and, and get out of here and do and, and get to the church and do what I need to do. I'm just not going to quit. So we're just believing God for total healing in, in my body, you know, and, and continue weight loss and some other things. So I'm just looking forward to some great things. I'm Amen. finally, you know, going to be able to promote. I, the last thing I'll say is, you know, I haven't really promoted much. Everything that people see me doing now is like word of mouth and stuff that mm -hmm. I've done on an annual basis. And that's a lot going on. But I haven't promoted at all. I don't put in. I don't put out. I don't call and ask to be invited places. I don't. Mm -hmm. I just got my website up and it's. I don't push, you know, and so because I didn't know how much my body can handle. Yeah. But now that God has given me more strength, and um, you know, He's He's opening more doors for me. As I get stronger, I'm going to start promoting more. And, and I know God, the doors that are going to be open will be tremendous. So y'all pray for me that God will keep me strengthened. And we're going to keep the ball rolling. To God be the glory. Amen and amen to that. So I, I thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to uh, come on here with Wove Inspirations. I really appreciate you. I love your voice when I uh, heard you singing at the uh, banquet the night before your graduation. I was just like, yeah, we finna had church for real. <laughs> I so enjoyed uh, uh, hearing you sing and everything. And then it was just a major blessing to me. So thank you so much for, wow. for being on the show today. So this is Althea with uh, Wove Inspirations. I uh, want you guys to have an awesome weekend, awesome night. Be blessed and let's go. To be where God wanted me to be Fell down on my knees and prayed Asked the Lord, please show me the way Lord, I joined the church way. and I planted my feet Lifted my eyes towards Calvary That's when I stopped playing with Jesus When I saw the light
for tuning in to Wove Inspirations Feel Good Friday Music Edition. I hope you guys enjoyed what you heard. If you are interested in being interviewed on my station, send me an email at wove2005 at yahoo.com and just let me know, hey, I'm interested in being on your show. And if you want to follow me, you can either follow me on Instagram or on Facebook under Wove Inspiration. Thank you so much again. I am your host, Althea Richardson. You guys have an awesome night. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe. Let's go.